This is Believe in Buckeyes. I'm Brian Browning, and this is... I am a Utah fan, sir, and I live across the green. A gang it is the jolliest that you have ever seen. All the finest in each one of the shining stars. Oh, yes, you hear it ringing through the mountains in the forest. Who am I? A Utah fan of mine. A Utah fan, sir. I'll be here till I die. We never, we never bluff for game for any fuss. No rival, the college fans that meet us in the must. Something, 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 singing, singing to the sky. We fight for dear old Crimson Four. A Utah fan in my. Hey. That was beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. So today I believe in Buckeye, we're singing the Utah Youth fight song because they did Utah, it. Man. They did it. They beat USC. And with the beat in USC, that opened up the spot for our Buckeyes to back, get back in the playoffs. It's a new yeah, week. number four. Yeah, new week, new week. So the Utah beat USC 24-47. Uh, that was on Friday night. And uh, us Buckeye fans, we, was looking at, we, we all was tuned in for that one. We was tuned in, man. I, I wore the, the Utah fandom proudly, man. I was – you know, I was told by those fans on Twitter that we overreact, overreact in the first quarter to all the bad things that are going to happen in the first quarter, which I did. I did perfectly, <laughs> right? I gave up. I said Utah was going to lose. And then their strong quarters, second and third, they came on strong. Um, obviously, we saw that USC's quarterback got, you know, was a little gimpy yeah, um, yeah. towards the, Williams, the, the yeah. in the second half primarily. But, man, those Utah boys, you know, they play, they play hard. Yeah. They play tough. Right. Um, you know, we saw Utah in the Rose Bowl last year, mm-hmm. and they had a lot of guys hurt on defense. They had like a running back starting at corner. Um, so it's a, shootout, it was a right. straight shootout. Yeah. But this time, it's a much much improved defense, man. Um, a team that they had already beat, but it was a shootout. It was yeah. close. Um, it was a different game this time, and the boys balled out. Yeah, yeah. So earlier in the season, Utah beat USC forty-three to forty-two. So obviously, as close as they could be. Yeah. Um, and going into the game for a reason. Let's call it – I don't know exactly what the spread was, but the, around Ohio State, it was like really high percentages that Ohio State would make it to the playoffs, I guess. People anticipating that Utah Somebody beat them something. again. They knew something. Somebody knew yeah, something. Yeah, uh, and they went out and performed. I mean, like you say, big ups to, to, to Utah, the quarterback, uh, Cameron Rising, uh, the, 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 the grit he played with, uh, taking a huge hit, yeah. uh, uh, top ten hit, helmet flying off, everything. We got back up. He never missed a – I don't think he missed a snap, played great in that game, running back with some explosive runs. And then they shout out to their coach, their coach, Kyle Winningham, after the game, going to the Fox uh, presser exactly. where you got USC legends up there, yeah, Reggie Bush, yeah. Matt Liner. And you got Urban up there, yeah, too. Urban up there giving them a hug and just saying, like, hey, hey, you're welcome, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, hey, right, you're welcome. Right. right. You know, they- they got, the, they got the job done for us. I think a lot of us Buckeye fans became Utah fans. And honestly, man, I feel like I got space. You know what I'm saying? I'm, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Buckeye through and through. Yeah. I got a little bit of space for something else, you know, to check yeah. on something, someone else. And I think I'm going to, um, you know, occupy yeah. that space with well, Utah. Well, I'm going to check what their scores are. I'm going right. to root for them if I see them on TV. I mean, you're, I mean they came um, up big for us, so it's nice to give them a little love. Like, they showed us definitely a lot of love. Also, they did it for themselves, but, you know, right, we, right, right. we benefited right. from it a lot, right? So, and then also uh, going into the uh, championship weekend, 
you had another team that was ahead of us in, in rankings, basically due to the loss TCU. 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 TCU took a loss to Kansas State, thirty-one to twenty-eight in overtime. What do you think about that game? So TCU took a loss, and you know we knew, you know those two games were the games that had college playoff implications, right? Um, but TCU's loss was the if you're gonna take a loss, <laughs> TCU <laughs> took the type of loss that you want to take. They got it all the way into inches right. of scoring in overtime. So they tied in the re- they tied at regulation, went into overtime, went for the win, trying to get the you know get get the touchdown, um, couldn't get passing the, the inch yard line yeah, yeah. to score and get in there. And that's how they ended up losing. I think that was somewhat strategic in that look, we're gonna go for it, go for the win. And at the end of the day, if we do lose, we lost by an inch. Right. So lost I, by an inch, yeah. I, I thought, you know, um great quarterback play. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Great quarterback play. I thought the quarterback put them in position to go get the win. However, they weren't able to finish with that quarterback to go ahead and get over the top, but um still got themselves in the playoffs. Yep, yeah, and the other power Power five called the big championship games. You had obviously Michigan, uh, second quarter route over Purdue. Yeah. And then we also had Georgia, who kind of took it to LSU early and really had control of that game. And they kind of solidified their spots uh, going into the playoffs as, as one and two. Uh, but also this week, um, like I said, last week was a little bit down, right? We lost a, a, a huge game. The we're game, back up. the Michigan. Now, now we're, we're back, back up. up. We're back. We're, back up. we're feeling, ref- you know, just refreshed and. Uh, feeling hopeful for the rest of this year. Ain't it funny though how we, uh, you know, losing. So <laughs> losing is one thing. We always feel terrible after we lost. We always, you know, start to figure out why did we lose, mm-hmm. which leads to us blaming on blaming who the loss is on, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. But when you lose to Michigan, it's like it's like that times ten. You know what I'm yeah, saying, right? Mm-hmm. Even even if Michigan's good or whatever, it doesn't matter. Like losing to Michigan is like that's the ultimate worst feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. But we kind of went from. You know, season's over. <laughs> season's over. Now, we talked I was about definitely that. like, season's yeah, over. Talked yeah, about they yeah. can still get in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you go from that and saying, you know, you had, you had the, the, the calls to fire Ryan Day and all that other stuff. <laughs> which is kind of nonsense. Yeah, right, it's wild. Right. Um, and now, Buckeye fans are back. You know, check post, mm-hmm. uh, chess uh, post <laughs> out. Uh, yeah, we, we back in it. We're we a dangerous team. We're a dangerous team. Um, but just, just going, you know, looking at, what happened with got us in? You look at those those performances by the quarterbacks, mm-hmm. um, you know, and you, now you see the Heisman um, finalists. finalists. Right. So for the Heisman the, finalists, we got obviously our quarterback, the Buckeyes, CJ yep. Stroud. You got USC's quarterback, Caleb Caleb Williams, uh, TCU's quarterback, Max <laughs> Dugan, or Duggan, how you pronounce that? There, then Georgia's quarterback, Stinson Bennett. Stinson Bennett. Um, yeah. All quarterbacks. Which is I don't know I guess that's what the award is at. It's now. a quarterback award. It's a quarterback now, right? award. It's now, a quarterback right? award. All, all all of those quarterbacks played in their conference championship except CJ. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those quarterbacks put on a pretty pretty good um, performance. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So for Max, obviously Max and Caleb they lost their games, right? But if you watch the game, Caleb was obviously in, injured, dinged up. Yeah. We still played pretty well. Played pretty uh, still, well. Still was kind of moving around when he could. Gutsy effort. Yeah. Gutsy uh, effort. Connecting on some big shots um, to try to get his team back into the game. And then with Mac, he, he was he did everything. Yeah. <laughs> he, he made the passes, yeah. he made the runs. The uh, Kansas State had a lead. He literally made the plays to get them back into the game. Got them to overtime. Got them to the one inch line. As that's when the coach decided, decided not to go, to, go yeah. went away from him. As not give it to that guy. Get, not give get his best player the ball at that time, and they they don't they kind of 
you know, tap off from there. But Stetson Bennett, um, obviously, he's the quarterback for the best team in the, in the nation. Yeah. Um, the 25-year-old Stetson Bennett. Yes, yeah, yeah. He's, he's seasoned. Yeah, yeah, he's seen, seen a lot. Um, and then, obviously, we got C.J. Stroud, who was probably the favorite going into this year and obviously had uh, tremendous numbers throughout the season. So he also made it to the finals as well. But I guess when we're talking about things, when you're looking at, you know, what these guys mean for their team. Yeah. You know, CJ with the stats, uh, Caleb Williams with his explosive play, Max being Mr. Do-It-All for TCU. It kind of feels as if, like, when you look at Stinson Ben and the way Georgia win with their dominant defense, it just kind of yeah. feels a little bit that maybe some guys could be uh, considered as a snub or maybe got to that position. Let's call it what it is. Yeah. You know, guys got snubbed. And, um, you know, I think Stetson Bennett is the one that jumps out of me the most as really not really – I'm not going to say he's not deserving, but when you compare him to uh, a Hendon, Hendon Hooker for Tennessee, Tennessee or yeah. uh, Corn for Michigan, I think they should have edged him out. You know, it, 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 a lot of times it kind of comes down to whose team is who's, – who's, whose team wins the most, right? Right. Um, that that gives you the opportunity, and then who is the best player on that team, or who is a quarterback on that team? That's really what it came down in this in in this instance. I think you know the SEC offensive player of the year went to Tennessee's quarterback, and you know he beat out Stetson Bennett for the SEC player of the year for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he deserved. Yeah, better numbers. I mean, yeah. when you when you put them side by side, you look at all the numbers. You're looking at touchdowns to interception ratio, yards, completion percentage. And what, and what people will say Hooker is got this response, what happened when they went head-to-head? What happened when uh, Georgia played Tennessee? And then my answer is, Georgia's defense played like a top-10 defense, <laughs> defense. Right. and Tennessee's played like a bottom defense, which is mm-hmm. what they are and with what they've been all year. And that's not a formula to beat in Georgia if they play top-10 defense, relatively um, highly-ranked offense. Yeah. And then Tennessee, on the other hand, couldn't stop anything. And, yeah, you got to give credit to the quarterback. But when it comes down to the Heisman, I just don't think he outperformed uh, Henry Hooker and his ability and what he what he did with that Tennessee team. I'm going to be honest, I didn't really believe that much in that, in that Tennessee team, even right. when they, you know, started off kind of hot. But I think – You've the, seen him perform, right? right? Yeah. You've seen they, the game against Alabama, the, the way he just willed his team to a, a win in that game, um, other big wins, how they, they yeah. blew out LSU, LSU until – um, but until they lost to Texas A&M, they was really in the conversation of also making the playoffs, and that was obviously earlier in the season. But like it was, it yeah. was it was night and day the way uh, Tennessee kind of kind of played against LSU and the way they you know won that game. So then we also talk about Blake and how he you know we got the number two team um, in America. You know Blake really carried them all year, yeah. Um, and obviously got injured late. Same thing with Hooker; they both got injured late. And I feel like due to those injuries, they did not make it to be finalists in the high school, which I don't know if that's really fair, right? You know, if you're looking at the best player. Um, But obviously the games at the end mean a lot, and it wasn't there. But, I mean, those guys performed all year. Yeah, it it hurts. I think we have – I think in general it's like this recency bias of how they determine the – it's narrative going through the year. And then after the, you know, the narrative, the running narrative of old Tennessee, he's the leading – He's the leading candidate. CJ Stroud, the leading candidate. Then it's like, what come, What happens at the end of the, you know, end of the year? Are they that last game or with, against a big opponent? Do they have this Heisman moment or that you know Big Ten championship game? Yeah. Or that championship game based on conference? 
Um, do they have these moments that kind of show us that they're clearly and I mean they played a whole year. However, I think those moments at the end, whether that guy is available to play mm-hmm. or he puts on a, a, a performance that deems him worthy of you know being a uh, a Heisman uh, candidate ends up being the decision maker, and it really just comes down to the quarterbacks at this point, so, right? <laughs> yeah, right. So obviously, that's what we have there in the finalists and the Heisman, and also looking at the quarter, the the yeah, let's say the quarterbacks that are Heisman finalists. Also, three of those four quarterbacks makes the playoffs. Obviously, you have Georgia going in at number one yeah. after the uh, selection Sunday. Let's call it for uh, college football. Georgia going in at one, Michigan maintaining their two spot. TCU maintaining their three spot after a loss in the conference championship. And obviously our Ohio State Buckeyes getting put into that fourth position. What do you think about the selection? Do you think the committee got it right? Do you think, you know, maybe someone was snubbed? Or yeah. what's your I think they got it right. I think they got it right based on – I think they got the top four right. Mm-hmm. I think they got the seating right. However, um, you know, it's it's tough that Georgia's, Georgia pulls an Ohio State, a talented Ohio State team, over a potential T- uh, Georgia TCU matchup that may have been more favorable to them. Yeah. But based on how, you know, the records fell out, the games fell out, um, TCU actually playing an extra game and pretty much tying in that game. So their one loss is, is in overtime on the one-inch line. They kind of deserved. Yeah, because yeah, it's kind of weird if you think about it. You get yeah. a team, like, basically we get to this point of the season where the games mean so much. And you have a TCU team that loses the game. Like, they, yeah. they play and they lost. And that hurts them. Them playing an extra game, uh, well, it didn't hurt them, actually. It, it, them playing an extra game, making it to their conference championship, and like you say, losing a very close one, really doesn't affect them at all. When you look at USC, on the other hand, uh, the way they lost their game, they lost by, you know, close to 20-some points yeah. um, after having a loss in the season and kind of, their extra game was like a play-in for them that they didn't yeah. do well. They out. Right, TCU right. really was like, can you maintain? Um, they play decently, obviously still lose the game, but they're not, you know, it doesn't affect them in their ranking. Kind of hey, that's the, that's the thing about that, that championship game. It's like, like if you're USC, we're at four, right? We're at four. The season has ended. We're at four. You know what I'm saying? Stop the count. Like let's we we're in the playoffs here. We're, we're good. We're good as is. But then they have to play in that championship game and give the everyone another opportunity to critique them. When another team like Ohio State does not necessarily have to play in that game. But if you look at USC's positioning, if there was no championship game, I think there's a there would have been a strong argument for yeah. for Ohio State over USC um, going into that game. Yeah, I mean, just going looking at the numbers, right? Yeah. We're looking at. Two teams that got one loss in their regular season. Obviously, Utah was ranked all season, but when USC lost to them, um, they wasn't the number three team in the nation like yeah. Ohio State lost was to, to, to Michigan. To Michigan. To so, Michigan. Um, and then overall, I mean, obviously, when it comes down to it, the committee always kind of fall back. If they really want to do something, they just fall back to an eye test. Like, well, right. eye test, looking at the eye test-wise, you always it's, it's in the favor of Ohio State when you're looking at TCU or or USC or uh, most teams. You, you I'm know. tired of this eye test, man. Does everybody listen to their line eyes. It, it comes down <laughs> like you you uh if you have a perception of a team, yeah. like the perception is Alabama is better than TCU. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be the perception, yeah. right? And you watch the games. That my eye test says that Bama is better than T- you feel like 
you already feel like Bama's better than TCU. <laughs> like what what Bama did against uh, Tennessee. I know they lost in a close game, but if you watch Bama's defense, it was bad. It was real bad. It was bad. It was bad. So explain the eye test. So explain the eye test in that situation, yeah, right? Situation like when that, they right. lost some of these other games, it was bad. When they beat Texas by one point. After Texas starting quarterback went out, Quinn Ewers. Yeah. Um, in the first half. No, no, first quarter. Yeah. So stop listening to your lying eyes, man. <laughs> guys, guys are playing and how they perform and what they do uh, based on record. Are they beating the teams that are in front of them? You know, what are, you know, are they keeping the games competitive or whatever? That to me, you know what I'm saying? Like the eye test stuff, I feel like it benefits Ohio State in certain years, yeah, right? right? And I'm gonna let it happen if it benefits Ohio State, because that's <laughs> That's my bias, Sean. But I'm not going to pretend like, oh, my eye test says Ohio State is better. Man, that's BS. Yeah. Look, look. But, with, I mean, but when you look at it, though, Ohio State numbers, obviously we know the offense dipping. a really good offense under day yeah. for, for two, three seasons now. Top rank. As in last year, last season, you look at troubles with the defense. You know, gave a lot of points. But yeah. this year, until the last game of the season, we're top ten defense. Top 10 defense. Uh, so right there, you know, let you know the performance that Ohio State won had this year. I think they won all their games by at least double digits, um, which lets you know how they, you know, really kind of dominated over their competition. So I mean, obviously, I feel like the committee did get it right. Yeah. Um, I feel like when you look at a um, a TCU who lost their bonus game, more or less. Um, can you jump in an Alabama who lost two regular season games? No. Also didn't. And I don't think no. it made sense. I think they did. The, I think they did the, made the right decision in the rankings and pitting teams where they at. Obviously, Ohio State now will play uh, in the Peach Bowl against Georgia, while um, TCU and Michigan yeah. has West uh, Fiesta play, Bowl. Yeah, Fiesta Bowl and Phoenix for their game. So, obviously, we're going to be looking forward to it in more episodes. We're going to a lot more details and breaking down things. But we got to, like, talk about the big news that's in college football right now, especially, first off, uh, around our campus, Jackson Smith and Jigba deciding yeah, not, uh, not to not to play in the, the bowl games or the playoff games and deciding to, you know, focus in his NFL career. Yeah, so now it's time to talk business decisions, right? Um, and the, the, the one thing about football, football is unique in that one of the the I think the the once you once you make once you get to a point where I you know I can do this, like I am talented and I could play at a high level and I've proved it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I proved it. I am one of the top players at my position. Once you get to that point, the biggest challenge to success to me, is health, mm-hmm. is injury, all right? So, um, JSN has played his, you know, played football for, I'm pretty sure, a long time, and his goal has always been this moment, the ability to go and get to the next level and play professional football, right? That's the goal. Yeah, that's the goal. And there's other goals that line up with that goal, right? right. You know, right. being a, the top receiver, a top receiver at Ohio State, being a top receiver in the country, displaying my talent, being able to win, Big Ten championships, beat Michigan, all, all that stuff kind of continues to line up. Yeah. Then you winning get, national championship, you got to put that on the list. That's, winning, that's on the list. Too, winning like national championship right? also lines up. Now he, he he suffers an injury, a nagging injury, one of those injuries where it's not it's not it's not too bad for the future, but if you keep pre- you keep messing with it, it could it could put you at risk. And he's tried to go out there and play a couple times. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's re-injured himself. And honestly, man, this is it. 
the the news came out now, right? Mm-hmm. But doesn't it seem like yeah, it's like the writing was on the wall, right? Like yeah. you said, he he tried it a couple times, and as as you know, and I know, I had some uh, hamstrings issues myself. For a fat guy, he <laughs> hurt my hamstrings. You got hamstrings it, it was the weirdest thing, man. It was weird, <laughs> but that kind of goes to say how tricky sometimes it could be. Like you yeah. know, you got you you're pulling your hamstring. Obviously, you had a, a tremendous hamstring injury yourself. Yeah, that one ended my career. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. It's tricky, right? And sometimes you think it's it's just soft tissue. Give it some time, three or four weeks. It's a hamstring get a heal. But sometimes it could be a lot more difficult than that. I know for myself personally, my hamstring issue. Like I said, I'm fat. I don't even run that bad. Why well, was due to my hips though? The due due to some issues I had in my hips, and then yeah. and the strength and the flexibility and alignment of, of my hips was causing me to to damage my hamstring. So for me to actually fix the issue, it wasn't really hamstring work I was even working on. It was other parts of my body. And the way JSN keep injuring his, I assume is like a, it's more difficult than that. Because yeah. once you go through all the off-season stuff, can't all the, you know, the 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 mind stuff, like you want to play in the game. Like that's right, that, right. like that's the fun part. I did all this stuff so I could play in the game. So when you see a guy now out there at, you know, it's something that's going on, and obviously in his case, we know it's a hamstring, and obviously it's not that – it wasn't just that simple. If so, I, I believe he would be, you know, with the team right now. Yeah, and, and let's look at it, though. Let's look at it for what it is, right? You are – what are we? December? Right. Um, the combine stuff is what? In March? February? Something like that. Somewhere right. around there. Right. At, at, any, at any point, you're at least two months away of – um, a combine or, or you know the testing and that stuff to, right. to put yourself in position to to get to the next level, um, and to train in preparation for that to get healthy enough to train in preparation for that. Um, that's in consideration. I mean, you have a team around you at this point, a lot different than when we played, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a team around you informing you on, you know, these are the other things that you have to consider. Now, I remember when I played. You know, I played with all types of crazy injuries, bro. I played with um, I tore my hip, I tore my um, my hip flexor, tore some a little piece of bone off, and it, it was in my hip, and I didn't know until like maybe week four or five after getting MRI that it was there, and I had to make a decision. I play the rest of the year and get surgery after the year, or I get surgery now, uh-huh. and I played with it, and that's hard to do at corner, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but honestly, if I had like a, a team of individuals. Inform me. I don't know what my decision would have been because right. I would have thought about other stuff. All I was thinking about was, you know. So with that injury, that's your senior. This is my junior year. Though. Junior year. This is okay. my junior, junior year. Okay. Um, however, <laughs> it was my junior year, and it was a year that I probably should have. If I had a good year, I could have came out that year. There's a lot of decisions, right? right? Because the next year was a very competitive year. As this is our last year mm-hmm. when it came to. Every position, like it was just like a lot of good players. It was like fifteenth. Richard Sherman went fifth round. Like there was like a lot of corners, a lot of like a, a lot of D linemen, a lot of O linemen that year. It was just so many players. It was right. just a deep draft. The year before, it wasn't that deep. Yeah. So um, there's a lot of decisions that you th- I think about in hindsight that I did not consider at the time, which is different nowadays. Yeah. You consider it, and at the end of the day, you have to make the best decision. For yourself. And part of the consideration is going to win the national championship. Like you mentioned, like, yeah. 
I want to go win a national. Like that's part one of my goals. I want to go win a national championship. So like players who make these decisions, they don't take it life. Yeah, they're not. They're, that's part of the decision. Now other 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 things come into it, and the reality is. You don't know. Like with a hamstring, you don't know. Yeah, you I don't know. You, I tore my hamstring tendon off the bone. Had I known I was going to do that, <laughs> I wouldn't have played football that You know, I wouldn't have played that week. And I, But I had that nagging injury for a while. And I thought, oh, you know, massage it out, do my right. treatment or whatever. Yeah. And I'll be good. So, you know, business decision is, is, is a part of it. Yeah, it's definitely a part of it. I mean, life for him, I mean, for Ohio State, I mean, he, we know his name, right? We us fans now at this point in time, we like him to play. We why? Because we know what he could do, right? right. He, he went right. on the field right. and he, I believe last year, he had the most receiving yards. You had two first round drafts. You got Garrett Wilson, you got Chris Olave, and the guy with the most yards on the team is Jackson Smith <laughs> Jigba. Yeah. We know the plays that he could make. We've seen what he did in the Rose Bowl last year. I mean, he's been doing it, you know, throughout his whole career. Whenever he got an opportunity, he made those plays. And so his senior year, obviously, really this year been a watch. I mean, he really haven't played this season. Yeah, he, like he got hurt, I believe, in the first game of the year against uh, Notre Dame when he first injured the hamstring. Um, and obviously, when you have setbacks, on like you he, he tried a couple. When you times, have setbacks man. with a hamstring, it's truly a setback, right? You think you're making progress, you think you're feeling good, then you go out there, and something happens again. It's like, all right. Now you got to sit it down. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I was, I'm a guy who went on IR because of the hamstring. Like I had to, my season literally at the end because I kept trying, kept trying. Uh, you just, just so you for one, we don't know the severity of it, right? Like we assume, oh, it takes this so many amount of weeks to heal. Yeah, it takes that many amount of weeks, and then you re-injure it, and then how many more weeks do you <laughs> add to it from there? And right. then, I mean, you have to you have to take into account that he has another goal in mind on top of this goal, right? And it has to be serious enough for him to say, okay, you know, it's time to, it's time to sit it down. It's time to sit it down. And obviously that's the decision he made. We respect him for it. He'll always be a Buckeye great for the numbers he put up. Uh, I believe he broke a record. I'm pretty sure he had to break some record. I believe he broke one in the Rose Bowl last yeah. year. Um, just a tremendous player, and we wish him well on his uh, professional career. And when you look at I believe he probably – like I said, I believe he's probably helping himself. I believe, you know, him going somewhere and getting himself together would, would keep him as one of the it, top receivers off the draft. It board a, it, yeah, it's a tough decision. I think um, he's shown enough, right? And his 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 team has to have be have they they have to know at this point, you know how how teams feel about him. So I think he's shown enough from a draft standpoint to be up there. He's going to still have to test and do those other things. To improve his uh, his chances as well, right? Um, but, but we want to also talk about a, a huge topic that's going on right now and is really blowing up everywhere, right? I mean, the season's over, yeah, and the transfer portal has opened up. Business decisions, man, and it's and it's booming. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, the college football free agency is, is booming. College yeah. football free agency is here, and it ain't like. Anything NFL, else. NBA free agency. NFL, NBA free agency. You negotiate contracts. You got rules. There's guys <laughs> on the contract. Now in the NBA now, they, you know, guys will force themselves out. But even that is a challenge, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got to get, you got to trade and all this. <laughs> These dudes. I mean, when the season ends, you can just hop into the portal. Hop into the portal. Yeah, and it, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's. it's Obviously, it's weird, right? When we yeah. play, it was a lot of rules around transferring. Like right. you had to, even even really for it to make sense, you had to already graduate. You had to get a degree in something, and then it kind of made sense. Other than that, it really was a a, a real uphill battle. It discouraged. It, it, discouraged it was like it. I believe the rule was like if you did transfer, you can transfer, 
but you're essentially going to lose a year of eligibility. If you transfer, you got to go somewhere, and unless there's some something going on that's like really out of the ordinary or some type of you know huge reason for you got to just sit out a whole year and just lose a year of eligibility. Yeah. Now it's just it's season's over, and that's I don't a- like this situation for myself. So, so or maybe I did like the situation, myself, <laughs> but I'm still right. I'm, I'm testing the water. And that's the thing. There's so many reasons to transfer. It, it, you could not like what was going on. You can love what's going. On. I played out of my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm at Indiana, right? And I want to go to a bigger right. school. Right. I'm at you know, I'm, in the, <laughs> I'm in the small conference, right? right. Yeah, you, um, you see a lot of that. A lot of the small conference guys there. They do it, but Indiana has lost a starting quarterback. I think two years in a row now. It's like. Dang, like, do you keep developing these guys? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, there's a lot of things to discuss around the transfer portal. But one thing that's that's interesting is guy, is teams that are in the playoffs um, and those guys entering the transfer portal and who, like, stays with it throughout the playoffs and who is, like, immediately done. And, like, that's that's one thing that is interesting. Like, you got teams that are still competing – and you have teams that, that got bowl games as well. Mm-hmm. But some of these teams that are in the playoffs. They have guys who are in the transfer portal. Yeah. Currently. It's weird. Like you say, this is weird. I know Ohio State had a couple guys uh, announce that they're going to enter the portal. Yeah. Uh, we also had uh, one guy, uh, Mitchell. Um, yeah, Mitchell. He, Mitchell. Yeah, he decided to enter the portal. But he also made a statement like, hey, I'm I'm going to be around. He's a, he, he's a graduate, been with the program for a while. He said, I am going to be here for the postseason. So for the yeah. for, for the um for the playoff and uh, hopefully national championship game. So, I mean, that's kudos to him because basically, you know, he, he he's stuck in the program for a while. But he has one year eligibility left uh, due to the 2020, uh, the COVID year. Um, so, and then so also, like, I, hey, I'm dedicated to the team, but obviously I only got one shot left for me to kind of get a chance to, you know, make that impression so I can have a chance at playing in the NFL. So he's going to take it. And that makes sense. Yeah. But a lot of guys, like you said, it's just into the portal. They don't like the situation. They're behind somebody. Um, and I guess they're behind somebody or, you know, the coach said one thing to yeah. be wrong. Yeah, and, a- and now now I'm leaving. But I guess you also got to speak to the fact that a lot of these kids are entering the portal. And, you know, schools only have so many scholarships. Right. They only have so many scholarships. You got you, – you're recruiting high school kids. You only have so many scholarships. How so, that sort out? Yeah, right. so a lot of kids are jumping into this portal, and I feel like um, without doing the due diligence of having a scholarship lined up and ending their college career, we have to kind of discuss that as well. Like, yeah, like if you go, if you jump in the portal and nobody wants you, yeah, nobody ends up picking you or wanting you or the team that wanted you end up choosing someone else, and then what happens? You know what I'm saying? Like, do you just go back to the school that you initially went? Do they still want you, or do, are, are there are there scholarships and situations set now? Yeah. And how many how many guys end up not actually going back to school at this point? Yeah, I know some articles out there with numbers, and when you look at the numbers, sometimes they're kind of staggering. But yeah, they're so staggering. It's like, well, hold on, this is, is it that high? Like, because yeah. you see numbers like. 50, only 59% of kids actually get a scholarship to another NCAA school. So just like, well, what happened to all these other kids? Are they out of football now? Or are they out of college now? Yeah, like, are this, you know, are they just back home? But you got to imagine a lot of kids, especially um, that wasn't playing. Yeah. Um, you think jumping in the portal because somebody recruited you coming out of high school and it's a year or two years the later. Plans change. And, and it definitely yeah, changed. Um, you know, you you trying to put yourself out there and, and things change. But also got to speak to the fact that a lot of kids, like you said, at these smaller universities, 
with the NIL, right? Yeah. So if you're at a smaller university, let's say you um you're in the Mac or like you say you're you're playing in Indiana, um where you know maybe football is not the the emphasis of the school and the, of the uh, the donors, um you get a chance. Some of these guys are jumping in the portal and like just put it out there on their social media. Recruiting is open. You know, yeah, yeah, come yeah. to me with an offer. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, Pittsburgh had a had a receiver who won the Blinnikoff and right. went to USC, I believe. And, yeah. it's, and that's crazy. Like, you, you as a coach, you're like, dang, I just, I don't know, we developed this guy or, you know, he ended up blossoming and becoming the guy that he's going to be at my school. And he's gone. Now I gotta go replace the guy who won the political. <laughs> I can't do that. You right. know what I'm saying? The, the number one receiver, basically the number one receiver award in the country. You win it, and then you transfer yeah. school. And now, obviously, I don't know the NIL situation from Pittsburgh to USC, but you imagine. Just that was a bag. There was a reason, right? Yeah, that was a bag out there. Right. Once you win, me. right? Once you win that award, you obviously you're, you're still thinking about draft status, but it can't be. You got to imagine yeah, you made it to the NFL at this point in time that, that you know, if you stay healthy, nothing, the, you don't do anything crazy, the, you, you know, you get your shot there. So yeah. it has to come down to other. The combination influences. of NIL and transfer portal together is kind of like one of the craziest, <laughs> <laughs> one of the craziest things in college right now. Cause I don't know who's getting the money to, to jump in. I don't know. Like, it's just, it's just a, it's just a, it's just a crazy world out there, man. Um, yeah, and it's going to be interesting, especially for, you know, teams that are continuing their season and trying to compete for a national championship and have guys at this point, the, the portal is open, you know, do I, I got to go now, right? Because now teams are making yeah, right. decisions. You're trying to get into that, right. You're trying to get into uh, the mix on it. So it's definitely uh, interesting, interesting times in yeah. college football. I would assume, like I said, it's really crazy now, but I would assume that in the future, somehow we kind of, regulates itself a little bit. Um but yeah. that's what you you, 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 you think is gonna stay the wild wild west? <laughs> nah they're gonna they're gonna put they're gonna put some structure. Yeah, you got some structure it's gonna get too it. crazy. There's gonna be a lot of horror stories of you know this guy went to Portland and not getting the um like somebody's gonna do it's gonna do a documentary within a year or two. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be a lot of stories yeah, out there. Because it's gotta be a lot of kids that's um, really just going home. Like you enter the transfer yeah. portal, you go home thinking you're gonna get recruited and maybe you talk to a couple guys Maybe they, you know, like you say, spots get filled up because there's only so many scholarships. And then yeah. um, with scholarships compared to recruiting and the transfer portal, you know, resources do get eaten up. And so it's going to it lead to a that, lot of guys yeah. really that's the negative, just going home. That's right? the negative side. I mean, the positive side is there's an opportunity for you to continue your career somewhere else and get an opportunity. You saw Jameson uh, Williams, his ability to go to Alabama and then boom. Uh-huh. He gets drafted with number twelve overall, which right. likely would not have happened had he stayed yeah, exactly. at Ohio State. So there's there's a positive part. Joe Burrow, his successful yeah. right. You see it all the time. It's, but there's some fallout on the other side, which um, they're gonna have to account for. Um, but back to the back to the college football playoff and the four teams and the, and the, and the matchups. Uh-huh. Um, I guess from Ohio State standpoint, the last game wasn't 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 great. We saw Ryan Day. Um, come out on TV, get interviewed, and say, look, we need to score, right? We got to score. You see, guys, teams who win these games score in a 40-point, you know, somewhere around right. 40 points, yep. uh, which I like to hear from him mm-hmm. because I feel like he, that was not the approach versus Michigan. I think it, I think it was he took the um, the Trestle approach. Yeah, um, slow things down. Shout out to Trestle because Trestle was effective. Yeah, but, but that's not what he do. But that's not who he is. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Um, 
So, I mean, just looking at that matchup against um, Georgia and really the, the other matchup as well and what we expect from Yeah, so, so obviously looking at Ohio State versus Georgia, I feel like when you're looking at Georgia, they've been, the I don't know, the number one team all year, but they've been one or two. And yeah. most of the year they've been ranked as number one. And obviously with them winning the games and the way they have won those games, they do deserve that number one they spot. Have. Yeah, so when, I, when yeah. you look at them, though, I feel like what makes Georgia elite is um, their trench play, their their offense and defensive line. Um, when you watch them play, like, you know, the skill guys are the skill guys. Like, we talk about Stetson Bennett being a Heisman finalist. Um, obviously, he's a good quarterback. Obviously, he's a national championship quarterback. Um, but when you watch them, it's like, okay, they could do some stuff, and the guys are, you know, good. Some of those yeah. guys will go on to the next level. Some of them probably will not. Uh, but when you look at their offensive defensive line, like, that's where things get elite. When you look at the defensive line from – the national championship season last year, all, all those balls. guys, going, basically all balls. those guys going in the first round to yeah. what they brought back this year that is really replaced. And they they know how – they play the game the right way. They're yeah. very physical. They're very sound. And then when it's time to win, they just win. Like, yeah, they, they yeah, defense yeah. alignment, defeat blocks. They're off of the alignment. Uh, I feel like pass blocking can get a little bit shaky, but when they need a yard, 31 – they know how to, they know how to make get a double team, move some guys out the way, and, and get it done. So they, when for Ohio yeah. State, they're gonna have to bring it in the trenches if they want to compete with Georgia and, and to, I, to get that win. And I've been impressed with Sesson Bennett at quarterback. I think he does a good job of managing the game and making plays when they need plays to be made. Um, I do think you know their passing defense is opportunity. I watched them play against LSU. That backup quarterback came in after. Uh, um, uh, what's his name? Jaden Daniels. Jaden, the starting quarterback yeah. got hurt, mm-hmm. um, and he was. I mean, they were just going up top on him. I think I just want us to do what we were good at, mm-hmm. and that's throw the ball. I mean, I want us to be able to be balanced and run the ball as well. However, being balanced and doing those other things are the setup to being able to do what you do great. Yeah. You want to have those other things. You want to be able to effectively run the ball that they can't just focus in on the passing game. And when it's, you know, third and three, Ryan Day, and you need to go make a play, put the ball in the guy's hands who makes the plays and the quarterback and call plays that can be, you know, effectively move the chains and continue to, to give, you know, the talented guys on that offense an opportunity to do what they do. Yeah, so that's so- what I'm hoping for here. A lot of times, like like, and we we kind of being harsh on play calling, right, with David, because we just we were referencing the last game, the Michigan yeah. game, and what we saw there was the same. I'm high like, on that. I love high on that. We seen like, a lot, but we seen like in critical times a lot of gimmick plays, like not us yeah. just lining up doing what we do uh, to to make the play to get the first down. We was trying to basically trick the Michigan defense into yeah. showing something over here, then trying to hit a little pop pass over here or something of that nature, or Let's do we do something off rhythm. Let's throw a toss on a in a, a situation to uh to running backs that you know really haven't done it all year. Trying to throw the defense off yeah. balance and th- and like you say, like at this point in time, we got to do what we do best. Yeah. Get the ball to our best player, CJ Stroud, and allow him to make that play to kind of yeah. And I, and, I, and I'm fine with if you thought if you thought going in okay throwing a few swing passes is going to open up open up the defense for us to be able to run the ball downhill. But when you get in the game and you throw a few swing passes and they're blowing it up, 
they're blowing it up. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, 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 it's blowing like, it's, it's, they're blowing it up. So at some point, you say, okay, that ain't working. But we know, you know what I'm saying? Michael Jordan knows if I get to this fadeaway, I'm going to be able to hit this shot. So that other stuff is great. But when it comes time to, to when it comes time to make a play, when there's a money down, third down, whatever, and manageable, we've gotten to this position, we need to go make a play. Right. Or we get, we enter the red zone and we need to go take a shot. Let's do what we do. You know what I'm saying? Let's do yeah. what we do. Right. And we want to see CJ like step it up. Like, right. You're a Heisman finalist now two years yeah. in a row. Um, you know, looking at the last game against Michigan, we felt I felt there was a couple opportunities where CJ could have just, you know, pit his head down and made the play. Made the play. Instead of like kind of doing what the X and O says to do against a good Michigan defense and try to fit the ball in a tight window that's not there. Obviously, you're a talented quarterback. You usually can make those throws against other competition. But when competition picks up, yeah. a lot of times, you know, those, the window's closed and they're essentially yeah. waiting for you to throw it so we can take away the window. Right. So, like, make the plays, put your head down. If it's in a scramble, play breakdown, you scramble, you figure it out, you make it happen. Or if it takes you just pitting the ball down, quarterback stepping up in the pocket, taking off. And then maybe running over a guy and get that yeah. first down so we can kind of, you know, stay in schedule yeah. and keep the ball. There comes running. a time where if you throw the ball accurately, it's not a good throw. Because <laughs> the guy is covered. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, he got a safety over the top. He could be aggressive underneath. And, yeah, you're an accurate passer. But an accurate pass might be a pick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, I think being able to put your head down and run, take the five yards, being able to look and see, take the check down, boom, and 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 taking what the defense gives you. And going to make plays when you got to make plays. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I need to go make a play. That might be a run. That might be a, a, a quick pass right in front, taking what the defense gives me and give myself an opportunity to continue to move the ball down the field. Um, but he needs to be who he is. Like he needs to, he's a talented player. He's an accurate passer. He can he can do a lot of stuff mm-hmm. in the passing game. However, it's the next level of being a being a guy who can just go win us a game, right? Like sometimes you just got to be the guy who can go win the game, um, and just get it done by have, any means, right? In any those means. winning moments. As in TCU, Michigan. I mean, obviously that should be a compelling matchup. It's really going to be uh, Dugan out there for TCU running his offense against a pretty good Michigan defense. Yeah. Uh, I would say overall, I mean, if I'm selecting it, I, obviously at this point I'm a little bit biased, right? I want that rematch <laughs> at yeah. this point. I'm so gonna... so I would love – obviously I believe Ohio State would, you know, come up with a plan that would get through Georgia, and then I would love to see Michigan come on top so, of TCU. Well, so what I'm hearing, that. this is what I'm hearing. And what you're hearing? That you want Michigan to beat TCU so that Ohio State could play them and beat them in the national championship. But that would require you <laughs> – now you don't necessarily have to cheer for Michigan, but that would require your mental state to be like, I I'm fine with Michigan beating TCU. Which a lot with our fans, listen, our fans do <laughs> not understand that logic or that nuance, right? It's Michigan lose at all times. Yeah. So and then uh, it's also challenging though, because what if Michigan does win? And God forbid Ohio State doesn't. Now we got Michigan National Championship. I mean, yeah, I'm not worried, but they're gonna lose that game. But see, I'm one of those guys that I, I want Michigan to like win their. I'm weird. Like I want Michigan to be like on the highest horses when we play. I want them to 
win their games. I want them to be ranked in the nation, be up them. there, feeling really good. Then they yeah. gotta play Ohio State, and then we take it to them and, and bring it down. Knock so off that high hole. we already lost. We lost to them once, right? So they're undefeated. So now they're in the playoffs. So they're feeling really good. You got the quarterbacks in the in the media talking about bring it on the rematch, and well, obviously we know what happened with the planting flag, with the planting flag once our our players are, are yeah. heading up the heading up the um, tunnel, uh, things, right. all that unnecessary stuff. So now they're getting on this, the highest of horses, and then they get to the NAF, they they figure out how to beat. You know, they get to the, the at the right there. Yeah, they put the banner up. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they get to the big ring, and they face and another Ohio State team, and then we take it to them as we know we should have. Definitely the better team. Definitely yep. the better players. We got the better coaches. We had a slip up and making a lot of mental mistakes and, yeah. and not um and not and not um executing executing the way we know we can and the way we know we should. So what better way? Right. Right. <laughs> than on the and, national stage. The and, national I'm a, and I'm gonna game. go to that playoff game. We if we beat Georgia, if it ends up national championship against uh Michigan. I'm going to Ann Arbor with a flag. <laughs> I'm going to find a way to plant that flag. Uh, where necessary, yeah. To, as as a way for me to to represent Buckeye Nation, play another flag, yeah, and yeah. get and get payback, get right? payback, and that's yeah. what we want. We want that's payback. Right. Now you talked about on the last show, a coach who loses three times to Michigan is in serious risk of losing their job. Losing their job. Yep. So if you if you didn't catch it, so it was Coach Woody Hayes. Yeah. Obviously, uh, he lost his job after losing three in a row. A lot of people say it's due because he, he uh, hit, hit a kid, hit a player from a, another Clemson. team. Yeah. Um, but no, it was actually because he lost to Michigan <laughs> three times. Same thing for uh, Coach Cooper, and also same thing for Coach um, Bruce. Perea. Yeah, for Coach Bruce. So yeah. um, that's the old goal. Obviously, it didn't happen for Trestle, didn't happen for Urban for other reasons. Uh, that's not the way. But historically, that's that's been when. And Coach we thought the, the third so, matchup was going to be next year, next season. Next season, but you know, that matchup happened a lot sooner. Yeah. It, we, we, it, Let's it, not talk about it. It's not talking about it. Another time. Let's talk another time. So, yeah, so this is Believe in Buckeye, once again, with Brian Browning and Chindy Chekwa. Um Go Utes. Go Utes. And go, and go Bucks. Go Bucks. OH. I.O. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.